This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Blue Wire listeners, and of course, what's good, Raider Nation? I know we have some boxing fans out there, and if so, you guys are going to be pumped up about the newest podcast that just joined our Blue Wire family. Abner Mares is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, a dad of two little girls. Beloved by abuelas everywhere and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. And on Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who, of course, made him the boxer and the man that he is today. They'll discuss many topics, including the state of boxing, even Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to a boxing champion, sports, music, culture, and family life, and my favorite topic, what it's like to be a girl dad. So make sure you subscribe and listen to On the Hook with Adner Marez wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English are out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish, Espanol, will be out on Wednesdays. Check it out. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I only play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers, to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones! John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online and Indeed. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones will join me in just a second. We are recording this on Tuesday, October 13th. The Raiders have a week off after their 40-32 win over their division rivals, the reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, yeah, 40-32. to 32. Sounds great, right? Woohoo! yeah. Now the Raiders improved to 3-2 and two on the season. Raider Nation, I know you are on cloud nine right now, and we have a little extra time to enjoy this victory since the Raiders are on a bye week, of course, before they face Tom Brady and the Patriots in week seven. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but holy cow, y'all. Finally, we finally did it. It took long enough, but the Raiders finally get a win at Arrowhead Stadium. The last time the Silver and Black got a W in Kansas City was in 2012, y'all. That's eight years ago. Eight years ago. Think about where you were in 2012 and how old you were in 2012. You know, man, a lot has changed in eight years. 
Eight years is a lot of freaking time. And the Raiders finally got it done. Got the monkey off its back. Finally got the W at Arrowhead Stadium. So, man, this felt good. This felt really, really good. It especially felt good for Derek Carr, as we all know, (laughs) who's been criticized for not being able to win in Kansas City. He picked up his first career win at Arrowhead, having gone 0-6 before Sunday. And, of course, he took home a game ball. Rightfully so. He deserved it. Played a heck of a game. Showed off that cannon of an arm that we all knew he was capable of doing. And the defense stepped up big time. Raiders got huge contributions as well from a lot of unlikely guys. I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful sight. Overall, great game plan by John Gruden and his staff. Great execution from the team. The Raiders hand the Chiefs their first loss of the season and snap a 13-game winning streak for KC that dates back to last year, last season, including playoffs. I think the last time they lost was Week 10 of 2019. So a division title. Still alive and well, y'all. I honestly did not expect to see the Raiders do what they did on Sunday. Just keeping it real, keeping it 300. You know, after that car interception, I was like, here we go again. Same old song and dance. You know what I mean? But thank you very much. Thank you for proving me wrong. Okay, thank you for proving me wrong. My guy, James Jones, didn't expect that either. Okay, and with that said, time now to bring in my good friend, former Super Bowl champion wide receiver and current NFL Network analyst, James Jones. What's good, JJ? What's going down? It's crazy how you get good at that. You sound like professional getting all my stuff in there. NFL Network analyst, Super Bowl champion. I see you. I have to show you, you some love. You're in game mode. You're in game mode. Usually <laughs> I just say like, what's good, JJ? You know, I don't even like introduce you. But guess what? You know what I realized? You yeah. deserve all the credit in the world. You did oh, win a man. Super Bowl. You are an NFL Network analyst. So you're kind of big yeah. time. So I want the people to know that you are yeah. still big time. You know what I mean? Man, well, I appreciate it. I mean, I don't feel like like that, but I appreciate it. But I need my horn tooted every now and then, so I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> and last last podcast, I gave you crap because you didn't have a Raiders helmet behind you. But folks, yeah. he's rocking the old school <laughs> leather Raiders hat. Absolutely. I got a crack of the day and I'm going to work out it and everything. I'm Raider Nation today. Oh, now you want to jump on the bandwagon, huh? Because oh, they beat the Chiefs. But anyway, now you put me on the bandwagon. No, no, I'm just boat? kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. No. no, no, no. Like, honestly, if we're keeping it 300, we know how to admit when we are wrong. Okay. Yeah. We both didn't have much faith. In the Raiders nope. being the Kansas City Chiefs. We did Mm-mm. not. And, to and we be fair, should not have had faith in them after these last two games we <laughs> yeah, watched. So. Exactly. To be, fair, to be fair, we both hoped that they would pull it out, right? Yes, absolutely. But, but the 100%. way the defense was playing the last couple of games, we're like, there is no way they're going to stop Patrick Mahomes and company. But boy, we were wrong. Okay, so kudos to the Raiders defense. Do you think the defensive players weren't reading their press clippings, JJ. They were motivated to shut me up, to shut you up, to shut Mm -hmm. everybody else who doubted them up. And yeah, they gave up 32 points, but they held the Chiefs to just eight points in the second half. They made big plays and big stops when the Raiders needed them to. And of course, they had that huge interception that all but sealed the game, you know, for the Raiders. And really, that's all Carr and company needs them to do this season, right? Because, J.J., the offense is going to put up points. I've been telling you that. All we need is a bend but don't break and get a couple turnovers to get it back to this offense to be able to put some points up on the board. You know, 
And then with Derek Carr in this offense, it's going to allow the D-line to just pin their ears back and go get after the quarterback. But what I loved is I felt like the Raiders took a page out of Bill Belichick's book. Yep. You know, you've seen how Bill Belichick played them when they held the Kansas City Chiefs to six points, you know, with a minute left in the third quarter. And, you know, that's try to get pressure with your front four and drop seven. You know what I mean? And and make it hard on Patrick Mahomes and those guys to get those explosive plays down the field. And if they want to run the ball all day and beat you with the run, you know, against your front four, then that's fine. And, you know, hey, they got to rush for 300 yards and beat you. But we know the Kansas City Chiefs do not want to do that. They want to throw the ball. They want the explosive play. So I love the defensive game plan. You know, uh, kudos to Paul Gunther, you know, for putting together the game plan because you could tell he watched that that Patriots mm-hmm. game and said, all right, we're going to do a little bit of this and try to make it hard on them and not just get this one-on-one out here and, and allow them to take the shot plays. And then on the other side of the ball, offensively, that's what you have to do. I've been saying all year long, the Kansas City Chiefs have one guy in the secondary that we know. <laughs> Manu Badger. You know what I mean? Has their defense been playing well since that Super Bowl run? Yes. Credit to them. But we should have took advantage of them in the past game, and everybody should take advantage of them in the past game, and the Raiders did. Shot play after shot play, and they was going down the field on them, and that's what you got to do against Kansas City, man. Great game plan on both sides of the ball. They got it done. Did I think they were going to get it done? Absolutely not. They <laughs> well, we'll get to the offense a bit later, but let's show some love to the defense. Actually, I wanted to mention, I just saw on Twitter, was retweeted, of course, David Carr on your network is going to be uh, yeah. asked to come on, right, and break down some film, and he did. And when you were talking about taking a page out of Bill Belichick's book and and just their game plan on defense, he broke down one certain play. And, you know, you can maybe break it down a little more for for those at home. But he was saying how on the outside, he disguised, they disguised it like they're playing man, right? On the outside, Mm -hmm. but they were actually in zone uh, in the middle. And so Patrick Mahomes thought he had a one-on-one matchup on the outside. Mm-hmm. snap the ball he's like oh shoot never mind no I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's what you have to do to Patrick Mahomes you cannot make it easy on him you know what I mean he's he's one of the great quarterbacks in the game you got to give him a bunch of different looks and that is what Bill Belichick did mm-hmm. Bill Belichick gave him a bunch of different looks and kind of gave people the blueprint on not how to stop him because can't nobody stop nobody him, can stop him. but slow how him to down. slow him down, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, and take away those big shot plays that they get on a consistent level. And that's what the Raiders did. Watching the game, they did a lot of disguising, you know what I mean? Sometimes they was they was lined up in man and played man. Sometimes they lined up in man and dropped back in zone and really made it hard on them. And Patrick Mahomes had to second-guess himself. And when you second-guess yourself, you get overthrows. You get bad throws, mm-hmm. and you get interceptions, and that's what the Raiders did. Well, check this out. I have some stats here from the defense. This is a completely different team than we've seen in previous weeks. So seven passes defended, right? Three sacks by Max there Crosby, Chris Smith, who was activated from the practice squad, by the way, because Mo Hurst and Malik Collins are out. Um, and then you have another one from Nevin Lawson. Then 32 total pressures on Patrick Mahomes. They held the Chiefs, as I mentioned, to just eight points in the second half. And then again, had that game ceiling interception by Jeff Heath. Uh, that was obviously ne- nearly taken all the way back. That set up a Raiders touchdown. And remember, James, my bold prediction last week, I said that it was going to be Eric Harris that yeah. has a pick six on Patrick Mahomes. But it was actually Heath who replaced him that nearly had a pick six. 
I don't know if that counts on my bull prediction. Uh, nope. No, it don't count. But you did think I was crazy for even saying that he was going to turn the ball over because Patrick Mahomes don't turn the ball over. No, he don't. That was the first pick of the year. Yeah, at least I got that. Anyway, uh, Nick Kukowski, he was back, number 44. Mm -hmm. He was a huge boost. Dude was all over the place. Um, And here's the thing that I thought did not show up on the stat sheet but has to be credited. Cleveland Farrell had a huge freaking game. He was only credited, though, JJ, for three tackles, right? And a pass deflection. But this is where the stats don't always tell the story, right? Mm-hmm. Even John Gruden said this was Farrell's best game. Now, according to Pro Football Focus, Farrell recorded nine pressures, which is a career high for him. He's never recorded more than three in a game. Yeah. Okay? So I think all around, the defense stepped up again as a whole. 32 pressures on Patrick Mahomes. Mm. And you have to give credit to the back end for holding up in coverage because those guys did an incredible job. I mean, all around, this was a defense that I have not seen that you hoped would show up, right, this season. Mm -hmm. Is this something that they can keep up, J.J.? You know, uh, true. I mean, I think they can just strictly because they just did that against the Super Bowl champions. Amen. That's all I was going to say, too. Mm -hmm. When you you do that against the Super Bowl champions, who is the measuring stick, and you feel like, dang, this is what we're capable of. Yep. You know, it instills that confidence in you that, man, we could get after everybody like this. You know what I mean? So I absolutely think they could keep it up. And when you talk about 32 pressures. Like, on average, an NFL game, if you're having a good day, the offense will get in 60 plays. You know, on a great day, you know, where you really eating up the clock and you really, you know, holding on to the ball, you may get 70, 75 plays in. But on average, you're looking at about 60 plays. So the Kansas City Chiefs looking at about 60 plays in that ball game, and you're talking about half of those was pressures, that's big time. And that's how you make a quarterback un uncomfortable no matter who he is you know what I mean and then that's when you get happy feet as a quarterback where even if it ain't a pressure you're like shoot I feel somebody coming <laughs> I feel somebody you know coming I mean? exactly because they've been pressuring me all game long and that's what the Raiders need man they need to get after the quarterback and even if it's not sacks get the quarterbacks off his spot because that's going to help the DBs that's how bad throws happen you know what I mean when you're trying to force stuff are you getting off the spot trying to make these crazy throws and that's how bad throws happen. So they have to continue to do that. I think they can. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think this was definitely a confidence boost for them going up against this high-powered offense, arguably the best offense in the game. And you went out there and handled business and, you know, held them to, what, eight points in the second half? Eight points in the second half. That's huge. Eight points in the second half. And by the way, you were right. You're so spot on because obviously, yes, it's an average of 60 plays. They had 66 <laughs> total plays. So almost See? half. Yeah. Yeah, so Patrick Mahomes was nearly pressured on half of the plays. Told you, yeah. That's insane. That is insane. Well, I think that they can keep it up. And obviously, as you mentioned, you know, they did this against the, you know, reigning Super Bowl champs. So they have all the confidence in the world that they can, you know, play with anybody. And as they say, confidence breeds success, right? And it's contagious. So hopefully they can keep it up. I'm bummed that they have a bye week because I want them to continue, you know, to ride this momentum. Uh, But at the same time, they have a lot of guys banged up. So hopefully they can, you know, get them back, get them healthy, and they can be at full strength for week seven. Um, And again, I did say I think they can keep it up but what we are going to continue to see JJ is that they are going to give up a ton of yards and possibly a ton of points but it's up to them to continue to do what they did on Sunday and that's get stops in critical situations and come up with takeaways because the offense is going to take care of the rest 
That's it. All right, it's time to take a quick break. When we come back, we will break down Derek Carr's big game against the Chiefs. Plus, do the Raiders have what it takes to beat the Bucks in prime time? We're talking about Tom Brady in the Bucks. Yeah, we discuss that after the break. Don't go anywhere. Wire listeners, even though sports had a break, your business did it. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people and fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, so you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they will see it fast. So why don't you try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Again, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. All right, now to all my NFL listeners out there, you might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day so why don't you head to bed online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses and don't forget to use the promo code bluewire at betonline.ag that's bluewire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts All right, we are back. Let's talk about this Raiders offense, led by, of course, quarterback Derek Carr. So they put up a 40-piece, a 40-piece on the Raiders Super Bowl champions. Uh, Raiders, they won the time of possession, sustained long drives, and had Patrick Mahomes just chilling, watching from the sideline. Obviously, that was a perfect game plan. We discussed that entering this game last week. Um, Derek Carr finally gets his first career win at Arrowhead, JJ. Fans, let me tell you, they were at his neck on Twitter after throwing that interception early on, and then he responded like all quarterbacks that are great quarterbacks do. Put that behind him. And look at his stat line. Final stat line, 22 of 31, 347 yards, three touchdowns, that one interception. He had a 126.7 passer rating. Mm. He was slinging that thing five plays of 40-plus yards, bro. Gosh, leash. And after the game, you could tell just how relieved 
and pumped up he was to finally have that monkey off his back, finally get his first career win at Arrowhead, JJ. You know, I I think it was a bunch of mixed emotions for D.C. because, number one, obviously the quarterback's going to take all the heat. Yep. But I've been in the stadium in Kansas (laughs) City and, and some of them losses with Derek Carr. Well, and, yeah, you didn't win there. <laughs> yeah, and, and it had nothing to do with D.C., you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of like, man, yes, I did it, you know what I mean? But I feel like this was an ultimate team win, you yeah. know what I mean? Because, yeah, Derek Carr played phenomenal, you know what I mean? But we've been talking about for him to get a W there, this defense is going to have to step up, and they're going to have to help him. But I just feel like, number one, Derek Carr is treated like a brother at the quarterback position, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, hey, he's, a, he's treated like a brother, man. These Raider Nation fans are on him. I mean, as at a, he's played at a high level since he's came into this league. And they are still on him when he throws a pick and all that type of stuff. Like, he's the only quarterback in the NFL to throw an interception. Yeah. And they are on him. So, I just think this is like when I still think back to what Derek Carr said, man, I want my respect. Mm -hmm. So after every time something like this happens, he needs to just get up there and say, I I want want my respect. respect. And that's what I feel he's saying. I want my respect. Like I like what Brad James said when they won the championship. But anyways, moving on. I digress. Yeah, I want my I want my respect. I came out in here and beat the Super Bowl champions who everybody has to go back to repeat. And I threw for almost 450 yards on these boys. You know what I'm saying? And they couldn't stop me. He was the best quarterback on the field. And that quarterback signed 450 million. And he was the best (laughs) quarterback on the field on Sunday, man. And they completely dominated that game, man. Proud of D.C., but proud of the Raiders in a whole, man, for getting that thing done. And it was so awesome to see the emotion. Every single time they scored or a big play, he was just pumped up. And the camera kept, you know, panning on him. And I was like, wow, I haven't seen, you know, D.C. this pumped up in in quite some time. Then after the game, he even admitted, basically, he was just making a joke about how he's had a bunch of kids and he has never won at Arrowhead during that time. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time, basically. And as yeah. a team, it's been since 2012. So Derek Carr, obviously, for him, it's been since 2014, since he entered yeah. the league. He entered this game 0-6, finally got the monkey off his back. And um, obviously, I'm super pumped for him and for Raider Nation. But, JJ, did you see they showed, I don't remember exactly when it was, but they showed Derek Carr... Going up to John Gruden, I think it might have been in the second quarter, but going up to John Gruden and asking, hey, do you trust me? Mm. And John Gruden said, yes. And then he joked, oh, let me put my mask on. Let me put my mask up. <laughs> He'd be forgiven. Yeah. No, so I don't know exactly what that conversation was like, but what do you think You know that means? What do you, what do you think that says about their relationship? If you really think about it, he put the ball in Derek Carr's hands. And it's not too many coaches that's going to say, Patrick Mahomes on the other side, but I'm putting it in your hands. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes on the other side. We finna run the ball and keep him over there. We finna, we finna put this in our O-line and running back's hands. You know what I mean? It's not too many people say, hey, listen, we finna shoot out with this dude. And that's what the Raiders did. They shot out with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Like, hey, you want to shoot out? Here go. We finna have a shootout. Our weapons versus your weapons. You know what I mean? And when the game is on the line and for Derek Carr to go say, do you trust me? And Gruden to say, yeah, let's go then. 
You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We have the firepower. I've shown you everything that you needed to see that I'm that guy. Let me go prove it to the world that I can get this thing done in Kansas City versus the best quarterback in the world over there who everybody thinks. And D.C. went out there and delivered. And I love it. And guess what the big difference, too, was? Remember I criticized John Gruden for not being aggressive against the Bills? Mm-hmm. He went for it on fourth down not once, yeah. but twice. Yeah. So instead of settling for a field goal early on, I think it was possibly the third quarter or maybe even the second quarter. I don't remember. But instead of settling for a field goal, they got a touchdown because they went for it on fourth and one. And, th- and then to ice the game, you could have yeah. just punted it away because you were up by eight, right? But you were like, yeah. you know what? I trust this offense. We're about to get a first down and the game's going to be over. We're going to be in victory formation. And what yeah. happened? Quarterback sneak twice, by the way, both on fourth down. Two quarterback sneaks by Derek Carr. And ice the freaking game. Yeah, and that right there, though, that's that's a game plan decision, one hundred percent. That's us in the meeting room, you know, the night before the game, when whatever hotel we staying at in Kansas City, and Gruden saying, "Look, at this is the game plan. All right, if we in any fourth and short, in any part of the field, <laughs> we are going for this thing instead of giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes because we know they can score in one play, two plays, it don't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if we have an opportunity to go for it, we are going for it to keep our offense on the field. That's game plan decisions. And they went out there, stick to the game plan, no matter how it may look, stick to the game plan and do not let him get his fingers back on this ball. And JJ, what a difference it makes to have right tackle Trent Brown back. Holy yeah. mackerel. They ran for 144 rushing yards, I believe. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it was to the right side with the big boy right there, yeah. Trent Brown. And what a difference to have Henry Ruggs yeah. back with his speed. And he had, by the way, 118 yards on two catches. Yeah. Just two catches, including the 72-yard touchdown, J.J. Yeah, yeah. He's almost as fast as me. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, like you say, that combination right there, you get Big Trent back, and what does that allow you to do? It gives D.C. time, too, oh, time. to take these shot plays. Because mm-hmm. these shot plays, even though Henry Ruggs is every bit of foe, too, mm-hmm. it takes time to develop these deep shots. You know what I mean? And it wasn't just deep shots to – to Henry Ruggs, it was deep shots Nelson to one Aguilar. of my guys that I picked. Yeah. I said, man, man, balling Nelson Aguilar down the field, man. So it takes time for this stuff to develop. And yeah, Derek Carr made some great plays in the pocket where he stepped up, he slid, bought some time to make these throws. But hey, it was huge to get both those guys back in the offense because I mean, when Henry Ruggs is in the offense, man, like I said, these defense come to the stadium backpedaling. <laughs> because, because if they don't, I mean, they're going to get ran by. So he's a big part of that offense, man. He opens it up for Josh Jacobs, D.C., all them guys down there. So that was huge. And not just Josh Jacobs. Dude, Devontae Booker, he's been making the most of his reps. He had 62 rushing yards, J.J., and he, had, he ran off a 43-yarder mm-hmm. in the game. That set the Raiders up in, in good position. Do you see when everybody is healthy? I mean, obviously, they're still missing Incognito and Brian Edwards. But... The two big dudes, again, Trent Brown and Henry Ruggs, and then you have contributions not only from Josh Jacobs, of course, and Darren Waller, but you got a dude like Devontae Booker that could come on, come up and rush for 62 yards. I love the two-headed monster that they have right now because, I mean, Booker, was he was, a, he was playing at a high level whenever he got his opportunities in Denver, you know? So, you know, him and Josh Jacobs back there, two guys that are hard to bring down, you know, running behind that O-line, that's big time, but... You know, speaking of these skill positions, it's going to be hard even when Brian Edwards comes back 
to take Nelson Aguilar off this field. And He's create fat. He is and, quick. And create opportunities for Brian Edwards. Not saying that Brian Edwards ain't going to play and have a role, but what Nelson Aguilar has been able to do, whether Henry Ruggs is in the game or whether Henry Ruggs is out the game, Nelson Aguilar is playing at a high, high level. And I remember before the season even started, I told you, oh, you did? that the equalizer in this offense, if he can stay healthy and play at a high level, is Nelson <laughs> Aguilar. Did. And he is coming out on this one-year deal saying, hey, I want me some more money. And he is playing at a high level. And that's going to take the Raiders' offense, man, to, a next, to the next level. Yeah, he, he's quick, man. I didn't realize how fast he was. I mean, I knew he was faster than in his career. That's why he's a former first-rounder. But Jesus, like, to continue to utilize him that the way that they did, they have the last couple of weeks. He's obviously earned his reps, earned yep. his snaps. And Zay Jones, his role's slowly being diminished <laughs> because of your guy, Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> so. Um, so the Raiders are 3-2. and two. With that said... Are you feeling much better now about the potential for a playoff run than you were a week ago? Um, yes, I'm glad they showed me, <laughs> you know, what they're really capable of. Because after those last two games, I was thinking like, oh, man, it's going to be tough. You know, in the AFC, you know, it's a lot of good teams in the AFC. It's going to be tough. But I absolutely think the Raiders have a shot to get in the playoffs. And you're talking about it's an extra team this year, too, in the playoffs yeah. as well. So. I absolutely think they got a chance to get in the playoffs. And then at the end of the day, you never know what's going to happen, man. You know what I mean? You still got to fight these games out in the division and go out there and play. But they absolutely have a chance to make the playoffs. But right now, the mindset is win the damn division. You know Facts. what I mean? Because that's that's still in still in their grasp as well. So they just got to keep grinding, keep going on defense, man. Well, like I said, the offense is going to continue to get better. The defense has to continue to grow to get better. And like I said, I don't care how many yards you give up. I just need two takeaways a game Facts. and get it back to the offense and let them be able to go out there and put up some points for you. Yeah, win the turnover battle on that, and then you're good yeah. to go. Uh, it. It's funny because yeah, I if they lost this game, you know, and they were sitting at two and three. I, and three straight losses, by the way, entering a bye week. And then you have, you know, the Bucks ahead. I would have been stressed. I ain't even going to lie. I would have <laughs> had no confidence in the world. I would have said, here we go again. It literally is more of the same. You know, the defense can't stop a leak to save their lives. But now I'm over here like, hold up. Okay, they just showed us what they're made of. Yep. And as I mentioned, confidence breeds success. And I think they believe that they're a great defensive unit. And so come, you know, week seven off a of bye week, that success is going to translate on the football field. So I I do feel much better than I did a week ago. I will say that I believe that their chances to make the playoffs are better than what I thought. Also, you look at this division, JJ, it's basically a race between the Raiders and the Chiefs. Period yep. to win the division, right? And you saw that we could beat the Chiefs. Now you got to take care of the other games. And mm-hmm. you saw what happened yesterday with the Chargers, Lord Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Oh, the goodness. Chargers just find new ways to lose games. I mean, yeah. if that was not the most Charger loss yeah. ever yesterday to the Saints, they literally had the Saints right there. Justin yeah. Herbert is the truth, the and truth you can't too. make a damn field goal. I know, man. The char, and it's crazy too, man, because we can't write off the Chargers. Because the Chargers is even could easily be four and zero right now. Yeah, they're what one and four. They're or, one and three right now, I believe. Or one and three. Do they yeah. have a, they had a bye week? I'm not sure. I don't know if that loss made them one and three or one and four, but I know the last three losses. You lost against Tampa Bay, who you gave the game up in the fourth quarter. If mm-hmm. you don't turn the ball over three, with with 15 seconds left in the second quarter, you're gonna win that game. 
You know what I mean? Then, well, no, first they had the Chiefs on the ropes. They mm -hmm. gave the Chiefs game up. You know, then they gave the Tampa Bay game up. Then they just gave the Saints game up. They lost all them games in the fourth quarter. And they, they missed a PAT early on too, right? So the exactly, dude missed a PAT. Oh, Jesus exactly. Christ. Exactly. So they easily could be 4-0. So they're one they're I, one and four right now. So one and four. So yeah. so the I don't who they who they um I'm trying to look at the schedule right now. I'm trying I know to they lost to the seat to Chiefs, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the and the Saints. Who's the fourth? They, they beat the Bengals, lost to okay. the Chiefs, lost to the Panthers, lost to the Bucks, lost okay, to the Saints. Okay, that's who the loss was, the Panthers. Dang. So, so they so they easily could be three and one right now because they gave up three leads in the fourth quarter. Bruh, for real, for real. Like this is crazy. Yeah. So they won by three against the Bengals, lost by three to the Chiefs, lost yeah. by five Told to you. the Panthers, lost by just a touchdown, lost by seven to the Bucks, and then yesterday lost by three. Lord, all they had to do was make a field goal. That's it. That's what I'm saying. So we can't write this Chargers team off. But the Raiders are in a good position, man, not only to make the playoffs, but to, to compete to win this division. So it'll be good. Get healthy. Get a bye week. You know what I mean? Continue to grow on offense and defense, and they'll be fine. All right. We're going to wrap up with this. Next up, yes, the Raiders, they're going to enjoy the week off. And then it's back to work in week seven as they host Tom Brady and the Bucks in primetime on Sunday Night Football. I'm pretty pumped about this matchup. I said this is the one of the matchups that I circled on my calendar entering uh, this season. I remember, I think, you know, a few months ago when the schedule came out, I was like, this is one of the games that I'm definitely looking forward to because of, well, one reason, JJ, Tom Brady. And mm -hmm. all the talk about Tom Brady and the Raiders signing yeah. Tom Brady, right? Yeah. I predict that the Raiders win this game. It's another... Yeah. Put some respect on my name, game for Derek Carr, right? He said, you know, the first day he moved to Las Vegas, he saw the newspapers. And the headlines were about how the Raiders needed to sign Tom Brady, right? Yeah. So they have a chance to face off, right? DC mm -hmm. has a chance to show out, outplay the future Hall of Famer, and continue to silence his critics. Yeah. And I really think that he's going to do exactly what he did on Monday Night Football in primetime against Hall of Famer future Hall of Famer, Drew Brees and company, right? Outplayed him. Now it's time to outplay Tom Brady. That's what he's going to do on Sunday. Yeah. And the defense is going to have another decent game, but it's going to be a close one. But in the end, Derek Carr outplays Tom Brady and silences all the critics from Raider Nation. And, you know, I'm, I'm the only one that really keeps it 300 on the network. You know what I mean? When I'm on the network talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. And you think they're trash? Tom Brady garbage right now, <laughs> and I'm I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it three hundred. Tom Brady is garbage right now. You know what I mean? He looked garbage against the Saints. He done threw five pick sixes in his last eight games. Yeah. You know what I mean? He looked garbage the last the end of the season against the Patriots, who all them receivers can't get open at the Patriots. But all of a sudden with Cam Newton, they all good now and they can get <laughs> open. You know what I mean? Tom Brady has lost it. Yeah, everybody jumped back on his bandwagon because he had a good second half against the Tampa Bay, I mean, against the Chargers. But listen, Tom Brady is not the same guy. Is he the GOAT? Yes. But we talk here and now. And here and now, Tom Brady is not playing this game at a high level. And I said this on the network. At this point, through five games, yeah. Jameis Winston's stats are better than Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. The only difference is he has a number eighth-ranked defense. Mm. Jameis Winston had the 30th. Yep. 
You Just know like I mean? a Derek Carr situation. Absolutely. <laughs> situation. So after the, after these four weeks, hit, Jameis Winston's stats is better than Tom Brady. Only thing only thing Tom Brady is, has done is throw two less interceptions. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that eighth-ranked defense is the reason why they in some ball games and able to win some ball games. But listen, I don't care Tampa Bay or not. The Raiders should beat up on Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. They, so. they, they, they should beat up on them and win this game. And it, they should win it big if they do what they're supposed to do. Here's the thing that actually pisses me off, JJ, is that a lot of not only Raider Nation, obviously, we know Raider Nation, y'all were split with the Derek Carr train. Okay, hopefully you've jumped on the train after this past game because they finally beat the Chiefs, all right? But what pisses me off is I'm listening to all these national analysts, right? Yeah. National writers, ESPN, um, some other people on NFL Network. I was listening to some fantasy show, and they were trashing Derek Carr. They basically were saying this was a one-off game. Yeah, that's fine. They can say whatever they want to say. I'm like, do you not know football? Have you not seen his stats? How is this a one-off game? Yeah, Maybe it's a one-off game from the defense, but this is not a one-off game from Derek Carr because he's been putting up numbers week in and week out. Yeah, and they pick and choose who they want to talk good about and talk bad about and whatever, you know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, the way Derek Carr is playing, he can always say, put my stats up against any quarterback that you want to put my stats up against. You yeah. know what I mean? And I get, I guarantee that I'll be able to compete with these quarterbacks. So it is what it is. I'm tired of all these writers talking about, like I said, they treat DC like a brother and that's all right. You know what I'm saying? Cause I taught him how to work through that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he just got to keep on going out there and doing what he's doing. And, and we all know winning cures everything. Winning cures everything. And next week, cause after this week, it was, the question was, are the Raiders for real? Right. Yeah. Well, if we beat the Bucks, I hope that answers some people's questions. I don't know. Obviously, there's a long season to go. It's still very early on. But I'm just tired of not only Derek Carr getting disrespected, I am just completely tired of the Raiders getting disrespected because they're like, oh, my God, the Raiders beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And we sure did. Yeah, yeah. what? You know what I'm saying? I'm so tired of getting treated like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> hey, that's part of it. When you play like that the last two weeks, we see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know, hey, we kind of dug our own. We kind of, you know, we kind of dug our own ditch right there. You know, the Raiders played bad the last two weeks. Nobody expected them to win except them. And they came out and said, hey, what we put on film the last two weeks ain't us. This is us. But we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we just give predictions for a, a final score prediction? Raiders, Bucks, Sunday Night Football. I, I man, I'm, I just told you I think Raiders win big. I, I, I really do. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be something on the lines of thirty-five, seventeen mm. Raiders. I like I think, that. I think they win big. I'm not a believer in Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, they they'll be able to probably have some of they you know receivers back healthy, but I still like Raiders, man, big in this game. Okay, I say Raiders win, but not big. I think it's going to be thirty-four, twenty-seven. Mm. You got a one-score game, all right. Yeah, one-score game. But, hey, they still come out come out with the W. That's all that matters. There, there it is there. Just win, baby. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keep It at 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for JJ, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.